Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Positively Dizzy podcast. I'm Kimberly Bouchard, the author of the Positively Dizzy book series and the host of the show. Thanks so much for dropping by. I can't wait to chat with my friend and guest, Greg McCullough, tonight. But before we get on to that, I just want to thank my sponsor, Michelle McKeown, over at Ears of Experience, where she will put together an amazing vacation for you wherever you are in the world. She will also be your first point of contact if you want to plan that wedding at Walt Disney World or uh, just, you know, have an event there. Give her a call at 732-735-1779 or you can reach her at mmckeown at themouseexperts.com. And by the way, she offers 24-7 text privileges. So if you run into a problem or need some help or a question while you're on vacation, you can reach out to her at any time and she will be happy to help you. Just want to say hello to Francisco all the way from Colombia watching this evening. Well, there are a few things in history, April 16th, that happened uh, in, in the Disney universe. And something that I was not really aware of is the relationship between Charlie Chaplin and Walt Disney. I guess they had a very intense mutual admiration for each other. And this was uh, Charlie Chaplin's birthday back in 1889. He would have been 132 years old. He actually had uh, been invited to many engagements, particularly the uh, premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. He also had Mickey Mouse cartoons before his live actions and also was in a caricature of the 1936 film, Mickey's Polo Team. Anyways, Walt and, and Charlie, they, they got along very, very well. Walt really loved his uh, Charlie Chaplin's sense of humor, and he would often be telling his animators, the nine old men, about uh, his, the gags that Charlie Chaplin would do. And he admired the acting that, that Charlie Chaplin did. But it was interesting because Ward Kimball, one of the nine old men, had claimed that, you know, Walt would get all self-conscious if he was asked to act out something in particular. But when he got caught up in the story um, or the gag or explaining something, he would just be as good as Charlie Chaplin his, himself is what Ward Kimball had uh, mentioned. Uh, another thing that was very interesting that I discovered on my travels overseas uh, several years ago is that Charlie Chaplin spent a lot of time in Ireland. He was a real angler, real fisherman, and they he he was actually so famous around the Ring of Kerry, which is a a, a very beautiful drive um, around Kerry in in uh, Ireland that they made a statue for him. Now the funny thing about this statue is the people wanted to put it sort of out in the middle of the road. Now those roads are are not like our roads in North America, of course, but people were really concerned because. Either they didn't want anybody to get hit on this, the highway, uh, which is, as I said, you know, maybe a two lane road max both ways. And uh, they had their problem solved when a driver accidentally hit the statue and it ended up on the sidewalk and they weren't going to move it again into the middle of the road. So that was that was kind of neat. But I didn't realize he spent so much time over in Ireland. But I just thought that was interesting. You never know whose birthday it's going to be and and the relationship. Walt had, of course, a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances, and uh, Charlie Chaplin was one of them. You know, 
I don't know if you guys have had the the um been been able to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but believe it or not, it was this day in 2001 that it opened. And I remember when our family stayed there, uh, it was probably, hmm, I'm thinking it was probably about 10 years after that or close to it. We were at Animal Kingdom Lodge and I'll never forget it because we were at an Irish dance competition and we had to be out the door by about 6.30, 7 in the morning. So super early, you know, the boys were on stage and we got back to our uh, villa at about 10 a.m. And I just snuggled up on their chaise lounge with a pillow, just watching the giraffes eating their breakfast. And I thought, where in the world in North America can you just lay out on your balcony uh, enjoying the sunshine and the view of a giraffe eating? So you guys check it out. Even if you want to resort hop, it's really a cool place to, to see. The food is quite amazing as well. And uh, it, it was just, it's just a really, really neat place. The animals are all out and about. I know that you Floridians probably partake in the different festivals uh, throughout uh, be, being locals and, and the Californians as well. But did you know that it was actually in 2004 that it was already the 11th Flower and Garden Festival? I had the good fortune to be there during uh, the Garden and Flower Festival, actually the last couple of years. And it is outstanding. I mean, the flowers, the fauna, the foliage is so beautiful in the parks anyways. But my goodness gracious, when you have that festival, they up it, amp it up somehow. I'm not too sure how they manage it, but Epcot pulls it off amazingly. So that was interesting. April 16th in uh, 2004. Another festival that that now on the West Coast was the uh, Disney's California Food and Wine Festival that actually celebrated their fifth year of it in 2010. Now, I know that the Californians are just chomping at the bit for those gates to open officially uh, coming up here. And I'm so excited for them to experience their, their parks again. And uh, they did recently have, I would say, a mini festival of sorts where they had Disney California Adventure open and you could have like different foods there and you could buy merchandise and that. But I just thought that was an interesting thing that it it was, you know, the sort of the same day. And, you know, April 16th is also the day that I get to have my friend Greg McCullough on the show. Now, uh, if you got if you guys have gone to the Arts Festival at Epcot, which is absolutely a phenomenal festival, you most likely have seen Greg. Greg is there every year, and I think he's there the whole time. There's only a few of those artists that are there the whole time. And Greg has some amazing work. He's he's a very humble guy, and he's just, an, as I said, just a fantastic artist. And we're going to get him on the line here shortly. And again, if you have any questions for me, just, uh, you know, ask, you know, if you could type it in or whatever, uh, I will do my best to ask a question uh, if you don't hear me asking him one already. Uh, but please just feel free to to do that. Want to say hi to Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Nice to see you. Thanks for uh, joining me. And we're just going to get Greg on on the line here. We've 
hearing a dial tone. So we're going to see at where he is at in the world. He is traveling at this time. Hello, Greg. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I am just wonderful. Oh my goodness. So I, I am great. I am great. It's so warm here and I'm just like smiling because of course, any sunshine in this neck of the woods is almost a rare day these days, so I'm pretty happy about it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so it's beautiful here. It is now. Where it, I I tease everybody that we're, we're you are traveling and you're out west somewhere. Where are you this evening? We just finished a full day in uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh my gosh! Did you get to see the geyser? Oh sure, you did. Okay, you saw because you know they. A, a lot of. Go ahead. Uh huh. A lot of the roads are closed, uh -huh. but there was plenty to see. Yeah, we had one day to come and see. We'd never been, but just to be introduced to Yellowstone and see what it was like. Nice, nice. It's uh, it's pretty amazing to you know the, the natural phenomenon of the of the of the geysers and. Old Faithful, I remember visiting as a child, and for some reason, Old Faithful isn't quite as on time, at least the last time I was there. Is he pretty pretty good at uh, spewing his steam regularly? Right on time. Oh, good. We came down there. Yeah, no, that was good. No, and plus, we actually just enjoyed rivers and trees and hiking and stuff of that nature too mm, nice yeah it's great to be be able to do that be outdoors now you know i i just want to start a little bit at the beginning here with with you um when you know a, a lot of our listeners several have met you before at the arts festival uh, but uh, before we go on, I just want to say hi to Natalie <laughs> as well. For those of you that don't know who Natalie is, Greg uh, married a, a wonderful French-Canadian uh, woman, and uh, she's just a lovely, lovely partner there. And uh, just thought I'd say hello first. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> I won't go any further than that. I can, but nobody would understand that's watching. So, <laughs> so Greg, when did you start drawing in your life? When when did you start? Kimberly, it was so early. Um, I've got to say before kindergarten, because I sent a little card of a teepee. And I remember my mother teaching me to draw that teepee. And then I went into my kindergarten and taught the kids how to draw a teepee. Oh, so it started very young and I haven't stopped since. My goodness, you must have been the hit of the class to actually draw something that is recognizable. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was that recognizable at that time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can do it today with what I thought I was drawing, but I, it probably isn't the same as what came out years ago. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a great start because it's kind of got almost the letter A in there. And as a, as a former teacher, I mean, that's always a good, a good uh, formation to, to uh, learn and, and actually then make an object that that's pretty neat. Kindergarten. Gosh. And you can actually remember back to to that time that that's incredible too now who or or what inspired you to start drawing actually 
Actually, I have to say it was my mother. She was, uh, she always had arts and crafts around. And my, uh, my grandfather and great grandfather, they both were tinkerers. They, they taught me to build stuff very early. Mm. So I, I feel as much of an engineer as I am an artist. Yeah. And so your mom had a lot of arts and crafts. So were, would you say you were drawing and painting at an early age or did you sort of go into the painting part a little bit when you're a little bit older, maybe elementary? Or Oh, my goodness. I didn't paint officially. I was an airbrusher from probably 16 years old to, well, what would that be? I think I'd be 34 at the time. And then I'd be, I picked up a paintbrush. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so confused about that because I literally never painted. I was an airbrusher. I, we drew through the elementary and all that, okay. played with color pencils or whatever. Okay. But when I started Six Flags Over Texas doing caricatures, I was an airbrusher, and I continued doing that until '94 when Photoshop came out with Photoshop three, and we bought computers for the studio. And we never looked back. My goodness. So it was, it was 2003. I wanted something different than advertising art. And I went out and bought my first paintbrush and, um, and paint. Started paint. paint. You know, I'm starting to think yep. airbrushing must not have been that easy. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of a... Wouldn't you say airbrushing was a little more, I don't know, lack of a better word, haphazard than then having more control of a brush or or would you say if you're really good at it it's the same i don't know <laughs> oh no airbrush is ultra um tight okay let's say. okay where, where painting is loose and fun okay and i didn't know that at the time oh gosh well you finally got to it though that's kind of <laughs> i'm glad for that because if you if you would uh, you would you would never know i mean you did you've done some absolutely amazing artwork for so many not only when you did your art for uh brands for for different companies but just in, in general your your paintings are beautiful but you did something very unique you did a star wars disney kind of project can you share with people what that was about What it was was yeah. when I started doing the yeah. Disney fine art, yeah. um, it was just mashups. We used to be able to do Disney slash Star Wars characters, tie them together. Okay. Uh, and that was all that was. I never did. Um, I was associated with Pixar more than I was um, Star Wars, but I did do eight oil paintings for the art of Disney. And I forgot what year it is, but. When we bought Lucas, when Disney bought Lucas, mm -hmm. they outlawed mashups. Okay. So overnight, my wonderful, not wonderful, my fun oil paintings went away. Okay. Can you tell people what a mashup is? Because I know what it is, but the listeners might not be too sure. So if you could give us a couple of examples of the mashups you did, Greg. If, if you will go to Google and punch in Boba Duck, just punch in Boba Duck, you will get a Donald Duck who is dressed up as Boba Fett. <laughs> He's got, you can't miss, luckily, when you punch that in, my Boba Duck comes up. 
Oh, that's uh, awesome. There were a lot done, but mine has lots of fire coming out behind him, and you can't miss it. Oh, well, that's... So it's just a mashup between the two characters. Okay. What what did Mickey Mouse have? I'm curious to know. What did what was Mickey Mickey's mashup? Oh, he was Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I did two of him. One of them was Obi Wan Kenobi versus Duck Maul. Oh, <laughs> so it was fun. I I see where that's going. I see the theme there with Donald Duck. Yeah. And I would imagine and Minnie was Princess Leia. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I did one painting of her as Leia. And, and Kimberly, I just remember something. I just totally forgot this. But I was doing a lot of illustration work, which would be the Photoshop. But for Star Wars Weekends, I did the official poster for 2010 and 2011. One is Mickey Mouse as... Obi-Wan fighting uh, Boba Fett. Okay. And then the next year was uh, Mickey fighting Darth Vader. Oh, so if anyone has those uh, posters or T-shirts or whatever, because it was printed on everything. Yeah. That That's one. Those are, that's two of my projects from uh, Disney. Right. Well, as an illustrator. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure some of our listeners do because, I mean, our listeners not only are Disney fans, but they're Star Wars fans. And if they got to Star Wars Weekend, which I never, ever got to, unfortunately, but uh, they're very fortunate to have that considering you can't get them anymore, right? Oh, and I miss that. That was my favorite time of the year. That must have been the Star Wars Weekend. Yeah, I I have heard so many good things that I, it would be neat if they could bring that back again. I've I'm sometimes asked, you know, um, what what things that I would like to see back. And even though I haven't attended one, I definitely want to see Star Wars Weekends back. You know, you have had the good fortune to paint a variety of characters. Who would you say is your favorite? Buzz Lightyear and Woody got me introduced to Disney. Okay. I did uh, I did packaging artwork for Frito-Lay with those two characters before we knew who they were ah. for the openings. And so the Pixar characters just really hold a candle, you know, hold yeah. my heart. Yeah. Um, as far as Disney goes, it's got to be Donald just because I can play with him. Oh. I can do things with Donald that I can't do with the rest of with the rest of the crew. Is that because he's got such a variety of uh, emotions? Is that what, what or gets himself in these crazy situations? Is is tell me how is it that that one over another? No, that is it. Oh, it is um, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just guessing. Oh, without. I did a hunt, uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel painting, and I tried to turn Mickey a little sinister. Oh, okay. And I turned in the sketch, and within an hour, they got back to me, which is unusual because it usually takes six days at least. Yeah. And they said, no, you can't do that to Mickey. Oh. So I went back and made it smile a little bit, you know, kind of keep the sinister, but you just, you have to respect the... Right. The Disney. Right. 
And yep. yeah, and yep. so you know, Don, Donald's allowed to be crabby because he he's supposed to be. And and I I feel like Donald gets the kind of the short end of the stick. You know, he 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 seems to uh, trouble and drama seems to follow him around. And you can have so much fun with it. Oh my gosh, you know, there's one um, painting that you did. We all miss the sorcerer's hat at. Hollywood Studios, I have to admit. Uh, and you did a beautiful, beautiful uh, painting with Mickey and a sorcerer's hat, but I, I actually think it's called a remnant, right? It's it's a remnant with that you, I, I think that's the style that you did with the- I? Yeah. Uh, years ago when I first started air, uh, oil painting, I just couldn't believe how much paint I was throwing away during the day of painting mm -hmm. because I would mix paint and I would clean off the palette with a glass scraper mm -hmm. and I would throw that paint away as unusable. However, what I started doing was keeping large canvases off to the side. And when I scraped my paint palette, it's still wet oil paint. I would scrape it up with my glass scraper and I'd go to this big canvas and I'd make abstracts. Uh -huh. So I was making these abstracts out of my leftover oil paint from my Disney paintings. And eventually what happened was I got brave enough to try to paint a character with a, a glass scraper is nothing more than a handle with a razor blade. Okay. So those big paintings are done with a razor blade and leftover paint. That's how it started out. But remnant is now its own style. Okay. I, you know, that's we go into the studio to create remnants, or we just do the the normal oil brush paint paintings. Right. Well, I I just you know that just to be honest with you, flabbergasts me that you can actually create something with a razor blade and and on top of it that this is leftover paint now so i understand the abstract concept you know you've got leftover colors and so you can create something with that but when you are creating you know something like minnie and mickey or or mickey like this with the sorcerer hat you have a definitive character in mind i believe when you're you, you know, using those leftover paints to do the remnant style. So do you take those oil paints immediately and sort of have a few paintings going on at the same time? So you can use color, certain, the same colors, like if you're going to do say Mickey and you're using a whatever red or, or something, or is that? Sure. Oh, and that's can. how it started out. I okay. would have a few running and oh, okay. just kind of know where, what was needed. And, yeah. and something about me is I, I just, I'm unable to do anything haphazard, actually. So a, a Sorcerer Mickey, I would have sketched that out. I would have planned the colors and the, the shading and stuff of that nature. Oh, okay. So at least I have a physical vision of where I wanted to go. And okay. I'm very fast with Photoshop, so I can do those mock-ups. Oh, and okay. it makes it so much easier than just guessing uh, what's fun with remnant, though, is it, it's based on mistakes, essentially. So oh. you have a, a design that as you start putting colors in, these colors mix and match. Uh. And if you look close at a remnant, it's just full, full of um, different colors that don't belong. So the goal or the, the challenge is 
how do I make this look right? Right. How do I make it look like a a red of Minnie's hat or something of that nature? Uh, And it's so fun. I mean, it's it's coming from advertising of 25 years where everything is just very tight and exact. It's like this is about as loose as I've ever gotten. Oh, very liberating, I would think, to be able to do that. Oh, my goodness. And it it's gone further with other stuff that I've actually started playing with here. with oil paint, it's loosened me up. You're correct. Nice. I love that. Well, something that I don't know if a lot of people know this, and you know, I never had the chance to go in, but you are the only Disney artist that had your very own gallery. It was it was downtown Disney at the time in Florida, but in Disney Springs. My goodness, how did that come about? That's quite an honor. I that, was an, <laughs> that was an amazing situation. Um, I had been invited to Golden Oak to possibly go out there for a weekend and set up and sell to the Golden Oak guests okay. or the people who live out there. Right. Um, and, and it didn't quite work out, but what I did was I thought, I had the thought of maybe I could take over a third of the, I had enough, I had enough uh, artwork, stuff of that nature to maybe fill up a large part of the art of Disney at uh, Disney Springs. Uh-huh. And I took that to management and they thought it was a great idea. However, when they got back to me, they literally walked me into it. It was an empty space, which used to be the space um, Little Mismatched. It was the Fox store. And they had a, what I remember of it is they had a sign on the roof. Um, you could see it from all sides of the uh, the lake right. there at Disney Springs. Right. They walked me into that 3,000 square foot store and asked, can I fill it? Oh, my gosh. And I said, and and I said, yes, I can fill it. And that was two months before the opening. <gasps> it was um, it was a pop-up store. I knew that. It was kind of a test. Let's, let's test this and see if we can turn this store into, you know, maybe a rotating artist type thing. Oh. And... Uh, so I, I literally had that store for November and December of 2018. Wow. Oh. Tremendous success. Um, my understanding, I, I hope I can say this right, I'm the only single artist that has had his name on a building um, out there at Disney Springs. And the funnest thing for me, and I went around that lake at least once a day, just taking a picture of it, but my name was up on the roof of Disney Springs. That's so neat. I was very, I was, I was so pleased with that. That was so fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that's such a, that's such a, uh, I, I mean, most people would never even think about that you know that they would get to that point or that that could even happen you know what i mean like i think most most disney artists if if i'm correct would just be happy to be a disney artist you know and selling their stuff and doing their signings and that in in the galleries the different galleries but to actually have your own i think that would have been just mind-blowing actually 
mind blowing on so many different levels. <laughs> yeah, I sure. <laughs> I sure. Yeah. Now, I mean, so it's your gallery. It's your gallery. So were you there like did you ever sleep during that time? I just wondered because those are long hours that they have there at Disney. Well, Street. I'm afraid it's worse than that because oh. those two months prior, I did not sleep. Oh. I was trying to prepare for it and I was trying to finish up. In fact, the sorcerer, which I believe was four foot by eight foot, yeah, something of that nature. Yeah. It was huge. So, and I had a number of the remnants done. So we had probably, I don't know, nine remnants in that space. Oh, wow. So the, the, two, months, the two months before was non-stop sleep. Or non-sleep. Non <laughs> non-sleep. <laughs> non-stop non-sleep. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. I'm still recovering from that store, I promise you. <laughs> uh, but then what happened was November and December came and... You're right. I didn't have to be working all the time, but there was, I believe there was something of the nature. I had 12 cast members working for me. Wow. Disney had, I believe, two running the registers. So it was a trying two months. Very fun, very exciting. It's like, oh my God, I have my name up there and all this, and it was so fun. Yeah. Um, but then to go straight into, what was it, 2019, the Festival of the Arts at Epcot. So literally, it was a six-month uh, time period where it just didn't stop. Wow. And, uh, wow. Did very well, but I needed a break. Yeah. In fact, I think I'm still on it to some degree. Well, you know, I still maintain too much of a good thing is still too much, you know? Like, it's wonderful, but... Yeah, you need to have you, you need to be able to uh, sort of rest and relax a little bit. And speaking of resting and relaxing, now you guys are full time RVers, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. But I know you are also painting, so how do you do that on the road? Very easily. Okay, so we're trying to I have an idea here in our head what this looks like. So. Walk us through. Um, we have, I've got a very large truck that I pull a 38-foot RV. Okay. Um, we kind of tested a 31-foot out last year. Oh. And we just loved the lifestyle. We, we went up the East Coast and then spent four months in Quebec. Okay. And then came back down and when we got down to Orlando we just immediately bought a new trailer. Okay. Uh and it's it's literally when the sides are pulled out it's 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 a nice home. Wow. Um Natalie and I both were painting on we can probably paint up to twenty four by thirty six, maybe a few inches bigger than that. We both paint at one at the back end of the R V. We have two easels uh, permanently rigged up there and we just we paint together Wow! and we turn the space where the dining table was uh -huh. into a digital workstation okay and because I still do so much with Photoshop in mm -hmm. preparation um, yeah wow so it, it's really nothing 
you know, we can't do the big remnants. That's pretty much out of the question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, yeah, um, go ahead. Well, I was just, I had kind of forgotten about this, too. When we got back to Orlando, I did a painting last year for the 50th anniversary, Magical Reflection. It's a castle. It's the castle, and it's got 50 hidden Mickeys for the anniversary. Um, and how many? 21. No. 21 um, hidden items from the opening day. Anyway, oh. that was four foot by six foot. I know that one. And I was about 90% done. But when we got back to Orlando with this 31 foot trailer, we let go of the house too. We literally are full-time RVers. Okay. Uh, so I had 10%, maybe 15% of that painting left to do, and I did it inside this little 31-foot trailer. Oh, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> Natalie Nat, Natalie has pictures of me painting, sitting on the floor, trying to get the bottom stuff. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking so. of my mind, the Sistine Chapel with it on top of the roof, and you laying there painting. Oh, my gosh. That... Very close to it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, oh, that's incredible. Now, I mean, so you guys, I mean, do you have to buy your like a ton of paints ahead of time? Because I'm just trying to think, like, what if you run out of supplies? I mean, you guys are on the road. Do you? How do you? How do you deal with that part of it? Well, there's usually we we go through a large town at some point in time. Okay. Um, I've also got to the point where I'm using some very nice oil paints that come out of New York and he'll ship it to me um, pretty quickly. I mean, within a day or two. Okay. So FedEx, FedEx and um, Amazon. Okay. They, they, they do very well by us, yes. Okay, so wherever you're staying, you could just use that address in your campground or whatever and get your supply. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. The, yeah, if we're there long enough, we can just ship it to the camper. Oh, thank goodness. Because I started to think, you know, like you, you can't always find necessarily what you want while you're on the road. But um, if you can order it like that, definitely that's that's the way to go. I, I have to ask you, um, I mean, that's definitely some cha some challenges in uh, that, that you would have had in, in painting. But like what? I, you you don't paint every day right now, I, d I don't imagine. Do you? No, you probably don't, but I don't know. <laughs> Natalie does. Ah, um, okay. This is, this is all new to Natalie. Yes. I've been doing this professionally since 78. Wow. Um, so, no, I don't paint every day. I, I'm always doing something creative. Uh, the, the, this, um, what do you call it? The um, the Facebook oh, yes. page that we put together. Greg, Greg and Nat's most awesome art venture. That's the name of our little. If you go to Greg McCullough Art, it's just my Facebook page. But oh, we're, we are having so much fun putting these posts together um, on our travels everywhere we go. Uh, once a week, we have a. Uh, Friday feature, which is based on my artwork or um, mine or Natalie's artwork, and we do something with that. Um, and we just started something else um, 
on Wednesday. It's just a question. Like last week for the first time, how many Disney oil paintings have I done since 2007? And it's just a little contest. you got 24 hours, and the winner will get a – we send out a little certificate for a, a deluxe print. Come to the Festival of Arts and come pick your own. And it's just fun. Nice. So I'm using – I'm using my creativity, but the painting comes maybe two times a week. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. No, that's that. I think that's great. Well, I mean, that this, I would say what, this is your new favorite fun project. I would say that you guys are doing your adventure. <laughs> oh yeah. This, this is something else. Um, like we're probably three weeks behind on the posting of where we're at. Like, yeah, we're too much fun. <laughs> we're having too much fun. Oh, yeah, that, that too. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. We, <laughs> we pulled in, we pulled into the Tetons, the Grand Teton um, Valley. Yeah. A few, I guess, a week ago. Okay. And we got the wild hairs yesterday to drive up to Yellowstone. So, we spent the day at Yellowstone playing, and now we're sitting at a hotel with the camper still in the Tetons. We'll go back tomorrow, but um, right. just what a life. This is just dream stuff. I can only imagine. I mean, that now you, I know you guys left, I think you guys left March 1st. You left Orlando March 1st because I got there March 3rd. <laughs> and you, you took off, right? <laughs> but, and we, yeah. yeah. And, we were, we had. Uh -huh. go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say we had planned March 30th, but uh, we were ready. Yeah. We were ready. Uh, the festival went so well and it shut down so well that by March 1st, we were just. We could, could go. do our plan, yeah. leave early, and my apology for missing you. Oh, that's okay. We'll uh, see each other again. <laughs> you know. But I have to tell you. Yeah. Um, well, we pulled into the Holiday Inn, and I went in to check in, and the two ladies were just super nice, and they were questioning me, and I was telling them, we're, we started in Orlando. We're going to end in Banff. We have eight months to do that. And, you know, just to watch their eyes. And, and then it made me realize, oh, how fortunate. Yeah. How fortunate we are. Yeah. Even though we feel that, we say it to each other all day long. But to see what these young ladies saw. And then I mentioned that we were both Disney artists and they just kind of lost. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's all fun. Oh my gosh. Well, and uh, I mean, Banff has a very special place in my heart because uh, Canmore and Banff are like 15 minutes from each other and we got married in Canmore. Two of our kids were born in Canmore. You're, you're in my old stomping grounds and I can't wait for you oh guys to, to, to be there because it's, that is going to really change your perspective on Canada when you see the Canadian Rockies that are so majestic. They're just unbelievable. It's something that I understand why there's so many people that paint them because they are really phenomenal mountains, the whole area. Kimberly, as a, a Texan, 
when I spent four months in Quebec last year, I just fell in love. It, it was stunning yeah. for me. Yeah. And now to think that we're going to go spend time in the Canadian Rockies. Oh, and uh, they had a call in. You, you couldn't make reservations. But somehow, Natalie, yeah, it was a tough day for her. But she got literally in Banff, um, I think, two and a half months or something like that. So we're oh. in the Banff camping group. Oh. Unbelievable. Oh. We, were, we were expecting to stay outside of the park and drive in when we wanted to, but we're, we're there. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but that's a long time. That's, no, that's a very unusual amount of time. Uh, she must have had a little bit of pixie dust happening because it's normally only 30 oh, days. Actually, well, yeah, we have to move three times. I'm sorry. Oh. There'll be three spaces in that time. Okay. But, which is not a problem no. for us. We're, we're kind of organized. Yeah. And, and uh, just honored to be able to stay there that long. Yeah, that absolutely is wonderful. Now, you guys have had... Uh, several adventures uh, on your way and have kind of discovered some interesting things along the road. Can you share a little bit about some of those? Because they're very much Disney tie-ins, Pixar tie-ins, I guess. Well, and we found another one today, but we're not going to tell you. Oh! You're going to have to watch the post. Okay. In three Um, weeks' time, right? I'm sorry. In three weeks' time, perhaps today's something of that. Okay, okay, okay. So we'll back it up then. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you discovered that were kind of Pixar-ish. It was especially for me. I I really am. I am so tied in with Pixar. Um, I've actually gone out to the studio twice, and so it's just, it's just, I just love it. so we w- we left um, New Mexico. We were visiting a friend in New Mexico and going to Meteor Crater. And about halfway, we went through this town. And this town had teepees for a hotel. Okay. And and I thought about it. I didn't have to think long because Maynard, not Maynard, what was it? Mater. 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 Oh, Mater. <laughs> Mater's the wine gums. Yeah, Mater. They had, <laughs> they had Mater parked outside of one of these teepees, and it just oh. kind of freaked me out. And then we started driving around the town. So many things. And then we went outside the town, and literally, the scenery for uh, Radiator Springs is this town. Oh. And I just, the first thing I did when I, when we set up that night was just look at uh, Holbrook. I think it's Holbrook. Holbrook, uh, Arizona or Holbrook, New Mexico. It was the town. Oh, wow. The, the, the Pixar crew, John Lasser, yeah. would send his guys for the next movie, he would send them out, and they traveled Route 66. Ah, and uh, and we found one place, and I, this is one of the highlights for me. But it was just this. Um, oh, do you remember the rabbit, Jack Rabbit? Here, here, here it is. There's a. If you look at, there's a billboard. Here it is, and that billboard comes off of um, in the movie a, a number of times, um, but it comes from Jack Rabbit. Post or Trader's Post. Okay. Trading Post. Trading Post, yeah. Um, so we went in this place 
And, you know, the guy, we met the owner, and he had pictures with John Lasser oh. and the whole bit. Oh. It, it was just, it was such a ball. There's oh. actually a post a number of weeks ago. That was our big post for um, Feature Friday, just introducing that town that we found uh, haphazardly and i just tied it in with all the stuff i've done for pixar oh whether it be fun. for the uh disney group or the ad agencies around the country oh i love that that's like you're like living in cars land that was like living in cars land how cool is that oh my gosh i gotta check that place out oh, oh. Please do go go check out the um, and I'm gonna blatantly push my old art, but I'm very pleased with um, my little studio at the time. Artifacts is my studio, yeah. and that's what I still go by. Yeah. Um, Artifacts started in '94. And shortly after that, Frito-Lay hired me to do Buzz and Woody for their packaging art mm -hmm. for the opening of the movie. And that's what I was just talking about earlier. Right. But what happened from that, everything exploded because Mattel then called me to do all the toy packaging for, I think we did some for Toy Story, but we did all of it for Toy Story 2 and A Bug's Life. Oh, um, and that connection got us into McDonald's and all these other places. Mm -hmm. So it was just that's when it exploded that's what got me into disney uh the disney parts called me themselves to yeah. do illustration for them in um 2007 and so and you've done so much uh -huh. I, I swear everybody that is watching this or listening has something of yours be it something from disney vacation club or from the cruise line or something you guys and you guys wouldn't even know it but if you check out greg's work you, you will find i'm going to put on in a few minutes i'm going to put on where they can actually um can can see you and find you but what i have to ask you i mean it sounds like everything is the best part of what you do but what do you do you have a best part of what you do what what is the best part of what you do Nowadays, it's very simple that I've I've been able to give back the last number of years. Um, sitting out there at the Disney Springs and the the signings, mm. uh, I would say talking to young artists, but just talking to people and and giving back some of the stuff that I've learned both personally and professionally. Okay. And what a joy! Oh my gosh! Well, what kind of advice would you give to people that are artists or budding artists or like what, what kind of advice would you give them greg how about a warning first off oh okay oh dear <laughs> <laughs> okay but the thing is if it's if it's in your heart and if it's in your soul you know just don't stop too many people have a way of trying to jam it up for you and just don't stop. Okay. If it's there for you and you know it, it's hard. Um, and again, I'm so fortunate. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm so fortunate. I don't know what to say, but I never gave up. And 
failures is I, the, the word failure is not even in my vocabulary. I don't like that word. Yeah. It's not right. Yeah. It's, it's just a learning experience. Right. Take those learning experiences and bounce back and do the next thing. Always have a next thing. I always have had a next thing. I have a next thing now, whether it happens or not. It doesn't matter. Okay. But I'm just always pushing. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, and you know what? That's actually not only for artists, but people that want to do something with their life. I think that um, that's that's a good message for all of us, really, that are that want to do certain things that maybe might not be the norm. Right. That is something in the creative realm. So those are great words. Oh, it, 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 it's no doubt. It's it's personal and artistic whatever wherever you want it yeah well you also do speaking engagements uh i know we haven't really had the opportunity to do too many in the last year and a half but uh when 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 we will uh be able to where can people find you to do um to do that if they if they want to hire you to come speak to them i would say best bet is um just just uh, private message me on Facebook. Okay. Through Greg McCullough's art then, or? Yeah, yeah. Just go to Greg McCullough Art. Okay. And uh, just send me a message and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay. That's one. It's so nice that you're available on, on Facebook for folks too, because, you know, you're very approachable and, and, and you're just... You're a nice guy anyway, so it's just nice that people can actually re reach out to you as well. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Uh, Greg, I know sometimes we're asked this question. I know I'm asked this question. Sometimes I can say some things and sometimes I can't. But what is next for you? What's next? Um, I had this vision a number of years ago. Um, I had been traveling a bit before the RV and, um, you know, I can't give up the Disney. The characters, animated characters have been with me since, again, since 78. Yeah. Um, but I am finding nature so amazing. Mm. And I've been studying some big time nature artists and on my travels, um, I've started photographing and studying some iconic um, elements in different areas. Mm -hmm. You go into San Francisco, let's say, mm -hmm. you've got the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm -hmm. and um, Especially after doing the remnants, I just have these visions of these very... Um, now, I said Golden Gate Bridge, but, but more, the majority of it is... is natural right like uh right. oh my goodness i went to the canyon the grand canyon in the yellowstone park today mm. natalie had to pull me out of it because i was just oh it just grabbed me oh right now <laughs> the park is filled with snow but this this you put snow into the grand canyon of yellowstone and it's just amazing mm. and i can just see that painting as something wall size ah wow so wow. if that could come apart come together and if i could find 
a niche yeah. for me, whether it be whether it be personal commissions or museums or something. Mm. Nice. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to give up Disney. Please don't worry. Oh yeah, but no. But I mean, it's all is, uh, this... you create, right? So a creator is always looking at other things to create as well. Do you know what I mean? You don't just. I think that's your natural, um, sort of a, a natural, I guess, instinct to to do that to continue creating. I mean, there's there's different avenues, there's different subject matter. You doesn't mean you have to give up one for the other, but I think I can. You, you know, when you were telling me the visual of in, in with the snow in there, I could almost imagine it, especially if it was a sunny day. It would have been absolutely brilliant. It's gorgeous, yeah. absolutely gorgeous, and I've got the right photos to do what I want to do, and um, and I just wanted to. I um, a couple of decades ago probably three decades ago, I heard, uh, I don't want to graduate. You were mentioning how we always, I'm always pushing. I'm always looking, you know, two steps down. It's like, what's next? What yeah. are we going to do? And uh, so, yes, I don't want to graduate. Yeah. I want to learn. Yeah. I want to learn personally. I want to learn creatively. And uh, I yeah. love that. That's awesome. And and I think that you've got the right partner beside you because she is of the same ilk. She wants to create. And, and uh, I think that's a, a great combination to, to be able to do that and travel at the same time. And, you know, if people want to follow your travels, you had mentioned that you put up on a Facebook page. Is it is it on Facebook, Greg McCullough Art, that people would follow your travels along? Is that the best place to find your travels that is, that, that's where to find us okay and please go follow us okay um and i have to say that i don't think natalie had never painted before i think she painted at a where you go and have wine and paint oh yeah like okay <laughs> but but natalie She's had this in here because she's doing things that are just blowing my mind. Oh, wow. um, Y'all, everyone has not seen, you know, she released a few of the remnants last year at the festival and they did very well. Okay. But what she has started doing is just, there's going to be some surprises. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Now, I have to ask you so, Natalie, are some of your paintings? Uh, under Greg McCullough Art on on Facebook or work because I never went to that festival um, this year, so I was just wondering where I could like could people see what some of your work is. Uh, uh, well, we released I believe three at the last festival. One the one that was very popular was Having Fun. It's Mickey and Minnie the ride. Uh, Mickey and Minnie Rail. Oh, the Runaway Railroad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and the original is huge and it was and the sand in the middle and it got a lot of attention. It was actually the fourth bestseller of the festival. So I was well, really, really very happy about it. Especially that it was my first painting. So I was thinking, oh, well, we're not going to order a lot. It's the first time. Right. It's not going to be that popular. And oh my God, we run out of it all the time. Oh. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's a great problem time. to have. 
absolutely. And then we have the Collage de Disney. Collage de Disney is uh, uh, three paintings with snapshots of Disney movies. Ah. And you have to find which Disney movie it is. So people had a lot of fun with that. They were coming into the tent and they were looking at it for a very long time, trying to figure out all the movies. For the sure. Things. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I also had a Dumbo one, the, a remnant also, a remnant. Wow. And there's more. And yeah, like, like Greg is saying, was saying, I, I'm new to this and I'm having a ball. I'm painting nonstop. It's like, oh my God. Oh, it's like, it's like it's erupted. Just like Old Faithful, right? It's just erupting out of you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. Oh my gosh. It's just wonderful. And um, I have people that are commenting that they've just been, they've already uh, followed you on Facebook there because I mentioned where you're at. They're already clicking to follow you. So uh, you're going to, awesome. yeah, awesome. you're going to have more, more followers. Well, you guys, I know that um, you have taken some time out of your, I would say your perpetual vacation <laughs> just to, to chat today. And I want to thank you so much for, for coming on. And I can't wait to see uh, where you got, you know, your travels. And I'm going to go back. I have seen a little bit in, you know, in Greg McCullough's art in that uh, Facebook page, but I'm going to go back a little bit more because I've missed a lot. I, I It's been a little hectic and busy here uh, as well that I'll, I'll tell you about when we're off air, but um, it's uh, all good, of course. But I just want to thank you so much, you guys, and safe journey to you and, and look forward to those posts, I'll tell you, and seeing your work too, Natalie. Gosh, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Kimberly, thank you. We're honored you had us. Well, it's my pleasure. So you guys take care and, and safe journeys, okay? Okay. Have a good day. Thanks. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye. Oh, gosh. That is, um, that's pretty neat. I mean, I haven't been to Yellowstone for several years. And uh, I know that I've been in the Grand Tetons in Wyoming skiing, and they get an awful lot of snow there. So I would imagine there's still quite a bit of snow around there, but uh, I'm very happy for them that they can uh, live that RV life and paint, uh, do what they love to do and 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 uh, what they make a living at. You know, I think that's a real blessing to be able to do all of that and explore the country. But uh, you guys, I just want to say again, thank you so much for dropping by today and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Take care, be safe. God bless. Bye for now.